Hello to everybody out there and all of you who are here. I am so excited to be able to uh, speak to you today. And you know it'll be a little bit of the prophetic because that's part of who I am. It'll be a little bit of the teaching because that's a part of who I am. And also a little bit of the, of the preaching side as well. Um, you know, we've really been challenged in the last year on many fronts, many, many fronts. And like Rick said, you're set. Thank you, uh, musicians, because you brought up the fact that God is a faithful God, and uh, he knows exactly what he's doing and what he's allowing, and uh, he's gonna be the one who goes with us. I love what Pastor Dwight said about getting out of the house in the, in the beginning there, because in a sense, that's what my message is about, is getting out and going in 2021. We've been kind of a place where we've had to stay in, and it's really affected some of us in, I th in our thinking, and I wanna challenge you along that line today. You know, God says in Isaiah, he says, come and let us reason together, and I hope today to be a little about the voice of reason to you, to challenge you to think a little differently. And so let me pray and get right into the word. Lord, I ask you to bless your word today. I ask that you will let it be according to your will what comes out of my mouth in order to challenge, encourage, empower your people who are here and those who are listening. Lord, I pray that for those who have hearing ears, that they will have the rhema today that they need to be encouraged to go forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about the un, a lot of things about the un. You know, God told me when I was seeking about a word, he said, you know, we have been undone by the unknown. And that has scared the bejeebers out of a lot of us, that we've been undone by the unknown. And we never heard of a word called corona or COVID or see whatever you want to call it until just here this past year and as I was pondering on that the Lord spoke to me and he said there has never been an event that has touched the world and all who live since the time of the Tower of Babel if you think about that I mean it took me back when God said that and I thought about it and that's true Mankind as a whole has never been affected by something as powerful that would change the events of the world since the Tower of Babel. And as I thought about that, you know, the first sentence is like, whoa, you know. But then I thought about, and he brought to my mind, Babel was from his hand. Babel was because man thought that he had become a god, and God had to say, Nope, there's one God, that's me, and I'm gonna show you that. And I believe that part of 2020 has been about the fact of God reasserting himself in people's minds that he exists, that he's around, and that he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Um, Philippians 3:12 to 15, you know this one. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, Pastor D's always talking about why it's there for. Let as many as are mature have this mind. I wanna break this down for a minute. Perfected means accomplish, finish, fulfilled, and press or press on means to pursue. Now here we have Paul who wrote this. He wrote this, as I looked it up, he wrote this in his last days in prison. Here was a man who accomplished more than any of the other disciples, wrote, 
the majority of the New Testament. Here was a man so accomplished, so fulfilled, and yet in his last days, whatever those numbers were, his focus was on one thing, pressing forward. Going after every bit of territory, every bit of new ground, every bit of whatever God had for him until he took his last breath. And he said, therefore, if you're mature, have that same thought. It was a challenge for me to think about going into 2021, taking new ground. Because we've been so hindered, we've been so shackled in so many different ways that it's really taken the church back. But God, I want you to know, he's telling us, not just here at Redeemers, he's saying this to his church around the world, it's a day to rise up and take new ground. And not to be thwarted by any that has come along. So here is a man who has accomplished all of this and he's telling us to lay hold of that which Christ has gotten a hold of me or you or whoever out there is listening. When Paul was born, just as when all of us were born, God wrote in books of destiny in heaven. The Bible talks about books in heaven for our destiny. All the hopes, all the dreams that God has for each and every one of us to take our destiny, which means taking new land, taking new ground, expanding the kingdom. And here's Paul reminding us that until we draw our last breath, we are to be about the business of taking new ground. So here he is, he's telling us no matter where we're at, no matter what the pressures are, where you're being squeezed, where there are uncertainties, where there is the unknown, if we have Christ in us, if we are mature, we are to go forward and take a hold and lay a hold of everything that God still has for us to do. So I began thinking about that, and God challenged me. He said, are you gonna move on or are you gonna move forward? And I thought about that a minute, moving on or moving forward, isn't it the same thing? And God said, no. Moving on is where you accommodate, you adjust, you learn to live with it, and you just move on. But moving forward is a whole different concept. It's a purposing to step out. It's a purposing to take new ground. And he was telling me 2021 needs to be not just moving on, but moving forward. Now God in his all wonderful knowing, he built into nature, he built into the laws of the earth and how everything operates, something called opposition and resistance. It is an equation, it's part of the equation that everything that moves has to understand it. Plain, people who built planes have to understand there is resistance and opposition. Why would God do that? That makes life hard. It makes it, we have to endure, we have to be whatever, and it's hard, why would God do that? Because in his all-knowing, he knows that it's in the opposition, it's in the resistance that we build strength, we build endurance. We, we gain those things that will make us strong enough to take the new ground and the new territory. And see, God is always with us in this. We sang about his faithfulness. He said that there are exceeding great and precious promises out there for us. There is an abundant things laid us beyond what we could ask or think We just have to get out there and get them. And so I wanna, in my message today, encourage you to not be afraid for 2021 and to just roll over and accept the norm, but to purpose to be strong and courageous and take new ground. This church has prophetic words over it. Many of you in here have prophetic words over your life. Those words, because they came from heaven, are immune to COVID. COVID is an earthly created thing. And it has no power to be able to stop what God's word has said. 
And so he wants us to lay hold of everything that Christ spoke about. He wants us to make it through the obstacles, to push back the resistance, and to basically walk off our map because that's what's going to happen. We don't know what 2021 is even going to look like. And there's some what I call the unwords. God said we've been undone by the unknown. So I've got some unwords that I'm going to talk about and talk about how God in the midst of the unknown unwords still comes through for us. So get ready to walk off your map and we're going to claim the uncharted, the unexplored and the unclaimed new ground. Now think about that. Unclaimed, what does that mean? It means no one has taken a hold of it. It's up for grabs. So what you have been given, what's out there for your destiny, what's out there for your future, it's up for grabs in 2021. And so God's saying to me, he's saying to you, what are you gonna do about it? Are you gonna let it go? to the devil, to the enemy, to the world, or are you gonna claim it for yourself? God promised us in his word that everywhere our foot goes and treads, he has what? Given unto us. He just said to Joshua, be strong and courageous, and I'm gonna go with you. So 2021, or 2020 has been something I know for me, it has a, killed off some things, for sure. It has exposed my heart a little bit on topics and things and attitudes, and it has confronted me with some choices. And I'm hoping that as this has been your same kind of a fate for all of us, that we're gonna be able to go for new ground, and even though it's uncomfortable, it may be unfamiliar, it may be uncertain, it may be uncharted and we don't have a map, but I can guarantee you it's gonna be unimaginable what God will do. Amen. It's gonna be undeniable to the world what God's gonna do. Amen. And it's gonna be unbelievable yeah. to everybody what God's gonna do. So, taking ground, let's do some unwords here. It's gonna be uncomfortable. Nobody likes to be uncomfortable. When we're uncomfortable, we tend to shift or adjust so that we get back to comfort. But we must never forget that God goes with us everywhere we are when we're uncomfortable. He goes with us. You remember the pillar and the cloud that was going with, it represented the, the presence of God when it went with the Israelites in the land? And during that time, I think it's a great tool here I want to bring to your mind about the fact when we get into an uncomfortable place. In Exodus 15, 24, it says, and the people complained. <laughs> Whenever we are uncomfortable, we tend in our flesh to complain. The Israelites did it over 10 times. Circumstances had it. They took the toll on them, and here they were complaining. But you know, when we complain, it really is an insult to our God. It's disguised doubt. See, when you're complaining about this or that, you're really saying, where are you, God? God, your timing is so lousy. God, if you're really all-powerful, you would have or you will do, or whatever. It's the things out of the complaint and the uncomfortableness that we do that. I had that this year, the complaining. I admit, I complained. When I found out that my book was about to be published in a COVID world where it shut down bookstores, book signings, any kind of a book event, all of the major book conferences and events that the publishers do to put your books out there, shut, 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 postpone, shut, shut, shut. And I'm like, God, you put this book on my heart to write, 
you purposed it for it to be the way it is, and you purposed for it to come out in the middle of a COVID shutdown? Really? What were you thinking? I said that. But God just smiles, and I hate it when he does that. Because I know he knows, and I know the truth, and it's that little tweak that brings me back to sanity in the midst of my doubting and in the midst of my complaining. You know, we have times that in this life when we are uncomfortable, it can be uncomfortable physically, spiritually, emotionally, we can have burdens, we can have attacks and all kinds of things. But when these things happen, we have to purpose to see where God is in the midst of everything that we're doing. And you know what this year has done? It has stirred me. It has awakened me to things. And I know it has done that to the church as well. So when God spoke to me and he said, what are you gonna do about 2021? Are you gonna stay here? Are you just gonna move on? Or are you gonna move forward? He said, are you gonna take possession? Even though it's gonna be uncomfortable? And it's like, huh? Okay. I'll move on and move forward, and I won't just adjust. I'm going to choose, and that's what it is for all of us. As we go into 2021, it's with a choice. It's with a choice. We can take the path of least resistance, or we can push against the resistance and go on because we understand that he paid a high price for what he's done for us and for the world, and we need to make sure that we understand that. Now, years ago, believe it or not, and musicians don't take this seriously because it's not gonna happen in the future, but I used to play a guitar, and it was the folky kind, you know? But when I first started doing that, and I would practice, my fingers got so sore. I mean, the fingers that I used on the frets, they would be red, and if I would put them in dishwater or any kind of warm water, they would hurt, they would throb. I couldn't hardly pick anything up because they hurt. And I had a choice to let it be that way and keep going or to give up. And I chose to keep going and eventually they hardened and they toughened and they calloused up and I didn't feel it anymore. And that's a principle that we have when we are going forward for new ground. We have to get a little tough in our, in our skin and toughen up for some of the things we're gonna have to be required to do. Taking new ground is also unfamiliar. Now, God's road to our destiny is definitely unfamiliar. You know, Joshua told the people, you have never passed this way before. We have never come into a place that we've been at this moment. But God, and Joshua told the people, because you've never come this way before, he said, follow the pillar, follow the cloud, follow the ark. In other words, stick close to God and you'll get where you're going, even though it's unfamiliar. Abraham was told in Hebrews 11:8 that he went out by faith, not knowing where he was going. But God never leaves us, and we must remember that, no matter where we are, and that every place, again, that our foot treads, he has given to us. He is not a respecter of persons. And what he said to Joshua, what he said to Abraham, what he has said to all the saints, he is still saying to us today, you can do this, even though it's uncomfortable and unfamiliar, you can do this. We're going to go probably somewhere that's beyond what we know. And I hate that. I'm a person who, as anybody knows, who likes my ducks in a row. From big to little and quacking on key. And when that's not, that drives me crazy. I want to know and I want it all together. But he's going to do in this time things that will make us uncomfortable and unfamiliar with where we're going and how to do it. 
But you know, in the midst of that, there are promises, there are provisions, and there is power and authority that's brand new, and I'm gonna have to figure out how to grab a hold of it, how to use it, and I may fail sometimes. We all may fail, but God will see that we go on. Charles Stanley said this, too many Christians have a commitment to convenience. They'll stay faithful as long as it's safe, doesn't involve risk, rejection, or criticism, and I'm just gonna add, or require endurance. We tend to back out. Well, let me give you another unword. Taking new ground is also uncertain, not just uncomfortable and unfamiliar, it is definitely uncertain. The Lord led me, I was feeling to, and I told this to Rick, and these are not his movies, but I felt like I needed to rewatch the series of The Lord of the Rings. So Christmas Eve, I started that process. Not knowing that in the middle of all that, God was speaking to me, and the first thing that out on that first movie, it's dark, and you hear this woman's voice, it's, she's the elf queen, one of the elf queens, she says, change is in the air. She said, I feel it in the air I breathe. I feel it in the land I walk on. I feel it in all that I do. Darkness is coming, darkness is rising. I thought, how true is that? That is exactly where we are in this moment as we get ready to go into 2021. Now I'm praying that our life for 2021 is not the Lord of the Rings trilogy by any means. <laughs> but I take comfort in the fact because the man who wrote that was a born again Christian, a lover of the Lord, that if you have seen it in the end, when the enemy, I don't wanna cry, when the enemy is coming in that last great battle and he's sure of his victory, and a person steps up and quotes a prophecy. And in the end, we win in that movie. But the prophecies of this word will be. And it tells me we are victorious, that we will overcome, that we are well able to take the land. See, we're here in 20, getting ready to go into 21, and we think, why us, God? But God has chosen for all of us to be born in such a time as this. Right. And I have to say, oh God, you must really think more of us <laughs> than we really are. And you know, he looks at us and he believes in us. The disciples were kind of in this uncertain place too, remember? Jesus goes to heaven, they're left after three years, not knowing what's gonna come. They know that change is in the air. And they, what do they do? They focus, they pray, they praise, and they seek God for directions. And we know the outcome, of course, was Pentecost. But as we look about 2021, I think it's a great plan as well to take a few minutes, take a day or so, and to pray and to praise and to seek his plans. Amen. See what he has for us ahead. See what he's gonna whisper to us. You know, it's, it's tempting to wanna stay where we are. But God made it so that the world keeps spinning and we keep moving forward. There is no getting around it. Life goes forward. But sometimes we want to be in the past and put up the picture, Judy. You know, January's coming. And then I looked up the word January. It comes from the name from the Roman god Janus. And it's the god of beginnings and endings. And when I looked at this, God spoke to me immediately and he said, double-minded double-minded. It's a picture of being double-minded. Looking backward and forward does one thing, it brings confusion. 
A double-minded person, the Bible says, has no real stability in their moving forward because the looking backwards always tethers them to something. I don't know what I said. Uh, <laughs> looking backwards always tethers us to something. That's, something. That's so good. And it trips us up, it slows us down, and it keeps us from focusing. And usually it's things like, I might fail, or this might hurt, or I might suffer loss, because I've lived that in the past, and I don't know if I want to do that going forward. But God is always moving forward, and he expects us to keep up with him and move forward too. He controls the times and the seasons. Now, my husband is not one for winter, and I know that there are a lot of you are gonna hate me for this, but winter is my most favorite season. But each of us have different things that we like and that we don't like, but God made them all for a reason. And this season that we're going into of 2021 has a reason. It has a reason for the church, and I guarantee you, according to this, it's for one thing only. It's not defeat, it's for victory. And we need to be on the same page with God as we go forward. 2021 has good things. Because God promises he works all things for what? Our good. But see, the problem is sometimes we are on this uncharted, unfamiliar, unmapped place, and we're like, God, I, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. Nobody, I don't have a paper with the steps. You know, my little ducks in a row, I want the recipe. But if I want to walk to that door back there, or I want to walk to the camera, I've got to step out one step at a time, or I will never make it there. Going forward requires us to step forward. You know, Paul, and this book is basically our handbook for when we don't have a map, when we don't know, the answers can be found in here. Holy Spirit will make sure of that. When Paul, he had a prophetic word. He knew he was supposed to go into uncharted land, into unfamiliar land, and preach the gospel. But he didn't know where, he didn't have a map where God had put a big X on it and said, that's where you go next, bud, right there. No, he didn't have that. He just knew he was to go. And there was a lot of world out there to go. So he didn't sit, and like most of us want to do, he didn't wait until it dropped out of heaven. He said, I'm going to take a step forward because my God's big enough to steer the ship. God is the God of the wind, he's the God of the weather, he's the God who can steer us where, where we need to go. And that's what he did with Paul, you know the story. He starts out this direction, Holy Spirit said, nah. So he said, okay, he didn't say, oh, I've missed God, I'm gonna have to go back and pray and fast for the next year or so. No, he didn't say that, he said, okay, this place over here is not touched yet, I'll start this way and the Holy Spirit said no and again he didn't go into pity self-pity going back and getting like hundreds of people to pray for him and fast for him and all that he just okay got two more choices one of them's got to be it and on the third try he said God said yes and he got the vision to go to Macedonia That's what we have to do. When we don't know where to step, we just gotta step. And see and let God direct once we're moving. Do you ever try to move a dead car? You can get it behind the wheel and try to turn it any way you want, and it isn't going anywhere. Somebody has to give it a little push and start moving out. And even though the car is this way and needs to go that way, I do that by somebody pushing it, and once it's got momentum, I can turn that wheel. That's what God does with us. Now, 2020 wanted to put us on pause. You know that button? I love that button for the high state games. Pause, so I can ponder, we can write it, I can scream a little more, pause. 2020 has tried to do that for us, to put us on pause as a church. And I hope to God that I and none of you 
will stay here on pause, but that we go into 2020, even though it's uncertain, we have a God who is unchanging, a God whose message still is the same, good news. Salvation for the world. His method is still the same, go, quite simple, go. Philippians 1 to 6 says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now we've talked about some unwords of uncomfortable, unfamiliar, uncertain. Well, along with that, they're uncharted. That means no map. I love maps. I love to get them out and just look at them. And God has a map for us, even though we may not know it. You see, we look, and that, like the Jewish people probably did, the Israelites, when they were getting ready to go into the promised land, they had to say, probably, we, you know, we've never been here. We don't have a map. But God, who made what? He made the hills, the valleys, the rivers, the streams, the trees. He made it all, and he knows exactly the terrain of that uncharted land. Jeremiah 10, 23 says, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. It's uncharted land I'm telling you about. It's uncharted land for you, Pastor, in 2021, for what's going to happen in Africa. It's uncharted with what's going to happen in this city of Columbus. It's uncharted land, but we are well able because he goes with us. You know, the Bible has, as I said, is that companion that can help us. And let's just look at a few scriptures. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of, what, peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. 2021 has future in it for you, and it has hope. Psalm 37, 23 to 24 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his ways, though he, what, fall? Oh my gosh, Jimmy, we might fall. We might stub our toe. We actually might miss the route and have to come back. Yeah. Yeah. But God said, it doesn't matter. He shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Bible tells us, he stands behind us and says, this is the way, walk ye in it. Proverbs 16.9 says, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. What that tells me is, I may think I've got it right. I thought I had it right when I put my book in to be published for 2020. And then COVID hit, and I thought, I must not have had a good plan. But see, when the Lord directs your steps, he can do more with your mistake, if you give it to him, than us trying to hold on to something and guide it ourselves. Um, Judy, for the sake of time, I just want you to put up that list of the other scriptures so you can take notes on and then go and look them up yourself. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, Isaiah 48, 17, and Psalms 32, 8, and Psalms 37, 4 to 5. All of these scriptures make it abundantly clear that God is in control and is quite capable of getting us where we need to go. And when we go after that new ground, yep, it's gonna be uncomfortable, it's gonna be unfamiliar, it's gonna be uncertain, it's gonna be uncharted, but pastor, it's gonna be unimaginable. It's gonna be undeniable and it's gonna be unbelievable. So let's talk about those unwords, right? They're a little better to talk about. When you go and take new ground, it will be unimaginable. When we choose to walk with God, he does the most amazing things. 
And if I say to you, if I say to Jim Nichols, I say, Jim, where will three or five or 10 years, what will it look like for you going after your new ground? The same way for, for you, Tim, or for you, Debbie, or for you, Rachel. Where will we be and what will have happened in three to five or 10 years if we go after our new ground in 2021? Let me give an example. Everybody knows the Wright brothers, right? They fixed bicycles, but they had a vision to fly. Never had been done before. So these crazy two brothers, who are, by the way, from Ohio, the heart of it all, they were from Ohio, decided to go after the vision. God's vision. Whether they, I don't even know if they were ever saved or not, but it's God's vision to move along the plans of man in the way he chooses. And he put into these two bicycle repairmen, brothers, to go fly. And after trial and error, Macedonia this way, no. Bicycle this way, plane, no. Plane, yes. They fly. Now as a result of that, 66 years later, not much time, 66 years later, another Ohioan walked on the moon. Because of what they did, the ground they took, the risks they took, the ridicule they took, the cost, personal cost that they did, created the ability to fly. And 66 years later, God multiplied that and an Ohioan walked on the moon. When we think about that, the plane, what's it doing today? Because of planes, we have touched a nation. We have been able to take teams to Africa, Mexico, all over. We have lugged like pack mules, suitcases, full of projectors and computers and paper and you name it, schooling. And now, Pastor, how many schools do we have? Over 225 schools have now been established in how many students? About 8,470. 8,470. Give or take five or six. And it's there because we could get on a plane, pastor could get on a plane, but God had to heal pastor of flying fears, but he did because you let him. You decided to go, regardless if you ended up in, in an insane asylum, you were going to the uncomfortable, it was uncomfortable for you, still is sometimes, unchartable kinds of things, but now you have seen the unimaginable. And this is what God does. 2020 has brought about hurting, confused people. There are so many people who are in deception that they think truth is a lie and lie is truth. We see it all the time in the news. Suicide's up, abuse is up, drug consumption is up, divorce and abandonment is up. What's the answer? We are. God's word is. The birth of Jesus, we just celebrated the good news, is the answer to every single one of those situations. You know, we talked about the tribes and the Jews. Do you know that there were, I think it's three and a half tribes did not go in to their promised land. Do you, did you know that? Do you remember the story? They chose not to. Now they went along and they helped conquer it, but they chose to settle for less. Well, they thought it was more, but actually, when you look at the history of what happened, those three and a half tribes were taken prisoner by the Assyrians years and years and years ahead of the rest of the, of the tribes in the Promised Land. When you are in the middle of where God has you to be, there is all protection and all provision. 
and all power to make it through what needs to be done. But when you're outside of the plan of God and you're not walking and taking that new ground, there is not the kind of protection that we need. Now, another area of unimaginable is that God will do anything and everything unimaginable to get you where you need to go and to see that you're successful. And you say, well, give me an example. We just celebrated it with, the, with Jesus and Joseph and Mary. Not only were the traditions of man, the traditions of a religion, had to be overcome for Joseph to take Mary and to keep her and to go on and promise. But the big thing, one of the biggest things is that there happened to be this little prophecy in a little book of Micah that said, oh, by the way, even though you live and will live in Nazareth, you have to have this baby in this little obscure, blink your eye and you're through it, place called Bethlehem. Now, Mary and Joseph, although they were as beating as all, the thing is, life did not say to them, would not have made sense to leave Nazareth, a much bigger city, town, to leave friends, to leave family, and to head off into uncomfortable times, uncharted lands, to an unknown place, nine months pregnant and due. That's crazy. So what's God do? Well, he puts into the heart of the Caesar at that time, which was the one who ruled the world at that time, I think I need to know how many people I have because I need some more money. So I need a census and I need it so I can do the taxes. And so God allows the rest of the world to be uncomfortable <laughs> and to have to go back to their city of origin in order to get Joseph and Mary from Nazareth to Bethlehem. God will go to any length to get what you need because it's unimaginable what he will do for us. He did it with the wise men. Close to three years later, here we got toddler Jesus, magi come, because Herod's gonna figure out that these, this king, wherever he is at, was born in this range of time, and so he's gonna kill all these kids three and under. And so what that meant was that Mary and Joseph had to leave Israel and go to Egypt. Now, that meant no job, no money. They had a trip, a long trip. And yet, God had preordained back, I think it's 400 or more years, might have been, I might be wrong, Millie, that he had raised up a, a Jewish boy to go in exile called Daniel to become the head of the Magi school at that time who then taught the principles, who taught the scripture, who said there will be a, saw, a star, there will be a sign, there will be a king, all the stuff that he did, and so that there could be wise men show up over 400 years later carrying what is needed financially and materially to pay for a trip and live and survive in a new country. God will go to anything to get you your resources, to get you your provisions, to get you where you need to be. And when he does this, it is an undeniable thing. Now, you ever heard of the X factor? Well, the X factor is that undeniable thing that no one else seems to have at the moment the open door, the favor with God and man, the presence that transforms the impossible into the possible and the achievable. The X factor. Do you ever think about, sometimes people want to shorten Christmas and they say, X-mas? That's your X factor. Christ is the X factor for the world. He's the X factor in us. And I'm a superhero's person, so I'd like to think of myself as an X-man, possible, X-woman, if you're a Marvel's character. But I can tell you this, if we as the church become X-men, X-women, with the X-power, the power of the Holy Ghost, That's 
we will make the world marvel. That Holy Ghost that we have within us, nothing can withstand that. Nothing. COVID can't. The devil can't. And with that X factor within us, we can handle the uncomfortable, the unfamiliar, the uncertain, and the uncharted because it is an undeniable force that is alive and well because it's our God in the spirit form working within us. And that brings me to my last unword. It's unbelievable. When we have the privilege to do these things with God, we are going to see the unbelievable. I have seen on mission trips, I have seen the unbelievable in healings. I have seen a baby who was born from birth with its legs deformed at the hip where the legs grew out this way and hung down. I didn't know squat about healing, neither did Rick. And when we walked out to this mass of people and the first person up to us, it wasn't like, I've got a cold, can you pray for me? It was like, can you heal my baby? And we looked at each other and it was like, sink or swim, right? We just said, safe, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Wasn't our faith, it was his name, the X Factor. There was a pop, a pop. Those little legs went here, right in front of our eyes. You have had miracles. Beth has had miracles. We have all had and seen miracles because the unbelievable happens when you hang out with God. It's just what happens. And when you let him be, when we become like him, when we decrease and he increases, we become his hands, we become his mouth, we become his heart. Sorry for those of you listening out there. John 14, 12 says, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. You know, in the heart, with the heart of Christ in us, we operate through the fruits. Judy, put up Galatians 1. You know this scripture. But what jumped out at me was this. Against such there is no law. 2020 has been a year of laws. Thou shall not go into a building without a mask. Thou shall not convene. Thou shall not assemble. Thou shall not sing. Thou shall not meet. Thou shall stay at home. Thou shall not go to the doctor. You have to tell a doctor. All kinds of laws and rules and regulations the enemy has tried to do to hold us down, hold the church down. But you know, when we operate in the fruits of the Spirit, the Bible tells us there is no law. There is nothing that can legislate us and can stop the power that comes to an individual when we show the fruit of the Spirit to someone, the love, the long-suffering, the gentleness, the goodness, whatever it is. First Corinthians is about the gifts. You know that in 12.7. And we're told that we're given these gifts for the purpose of what? For the profit of all. Not my profit. Not our church's profit. It's not from operating in the... In the um, Prophetic and holding uh, things were five bucks and you'll get a prophetic word. Bring me your handkerchief and for 10 bucks we'll pray over it and anoint it to heal it. It's not for that kind of a profit. It's to profit the world who is in suicide mode, in depression mode, who is abusing, who is taking drugs because they're in depression. All those reasons and all the things that have just been blown up so much more because of this year that we have what it takes to touch that. And the world has nothing 
that it can put against those things. It can't stop us. No one can stop me being at home and praying for a sick person in the state of California. I can pray and they can be healed and nobody can stop that. We have the power whether we are here. See, go doesn't always mean just take a step out. It means doing. It's a form of doing. And I can do things through prayer and through declarations and through bombarding the heaven and the courts of heaven and making decrees and declaring I can do more than anything. I'm going to wrap it up here. With every step we take for new ground, we will discover more of what the Holy Spirit can do in us and through us and for the world. But the question becomes, whose report will you believe? Are you going to continue in the report of the world and what it says and your local 4, 6, and 10 news? You know, in Numbers 13, 30 to 33, I'm not going to read it all. You know the story. It says, you know, when the spies came back, there were two opinions. And the majority said, we are not able to go up. They're stronger than us. They devour, it will devour us. They're, they're too big. There are giants. And you know, we're just so little and so incapable. We're grasshoppers compared to them. And we know what happened to the Jews who believed that report. I want to be a part of the group who goes in and crosses the Jordan and possesses the new land. I want to take new ground in 2020. I'm already thinking, okay, I might not be able to get on an airplane right now and go to Mexico or Honduras or Guatemala, but what can I do to make an impact? God's already given me some ideas, new ideas. I would have never thought about it because it was the old way that always worked. Now we're forced, in a good way, to look at things differently. Joshua and Caleb, they had a different report. Remember them? And I calculated it, their words. They gave those words about 3,420 years ago. What am I saying? Time does not change who God is and the truth of the word. That's 3,420 years can go by, but it is still the same truth. In Numbers 14:9, they said, do not rebel against the Lord. Do not fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. In other words, they're our provision for what God's called us to. Their protection has departed from them. The Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And God's reply for their choice was they, God said that they have a different spirit in them. And our question has to, has to become, in 2020, has it changed the spirit that's in you? Have you taken on the spirit of the world, of fear and the unknown or whatever, or have you gone back to the roots of who you are, who we are, who he is, who is in our hearts, and of his spirit. So my question to you is, what spirit is in you? What are you going to do in 2021? You can either allow the uncomfortable, the unfamiliar, the uncertain, the uncharted, all those unwords, undo us, defeat us, or we can focus on the unimaginable, the undeniable X factor that, you know, the cards are stacked on our favor. It doesn't matter. They're stacked in our favor because God is always for us. And he has that undeniable factor of favor and provision and all those things that are there for us. The unbelievable. Pastor D, come up. I've asked Pastor D to pray because we have seen, we're in an apostolic church. There have been times that we've had, he's had budgets of thousands of dollars needed in order to take what God has shown him. And God's been faithful. Amen. And listen, uh, Betty, that was a fantastic word. 
And I want to add just one. Yeah, you go ahead. It was a great word. And I want to add one more unword to that, is that we have to stop being unwilling. Amen. To step I didn't out think of into that. the place God has called us to. Betty, when you were talking about moving forward, before you even went into the resistance idea, I was thinking of my aircraft background. And, uh, you know, I've been in the aircraft industry for 10 years before I came here. And one of the things I looked up on Monroe Aerospace website, it says this, as any experienced pilot knows, planes take off into the wind. Your plane takes off into the wind, whether it's a small Cessna uh, 172 or a massive Airbus 380, pilots want to take off into the wind. Now listen to this, this is the article saying it's not me. Conventional wisdom, oh, we, we, we try so much to use conventional wisdom when it comes to God. You have to throw out all conventional wisdom when it comes to God, okay? Uh, conventional wisdom may lead you to believe that taking off into the wind increases resistance, slowing the plane down while forcing it to burn more fuel for energy. However, everyone say however. however. No, say it like you mean it. However, however, somebody look at your neighbor and say however. however. I'm going to ask you to stick your nose back into the wind here in a minute. I'm going to ask you to stick your nose into the place of resistance here in a minute. However, hallelujah, there's a good reason for this strategic decision. Basically, taking off into the wind allows the pilot to achieve a higher altitude in less time with less speed. If you take a 787 off down the runway with no wind, it takes 180 miles an hour to get that plane to begin to lift. If you take it off into resistance, it only takes 150 miles an hour to get that plane to lift off. Now, I'm a plane nerd, and when I have a screen, I watch it go down the runway. I watch it the speed when it lands, about 163 miles an hour for a 737. I watch the plane speed when it takes off, and it depends on the amount of resistance. Listen. Just like Mary, who was sitting in her house, you've got to get out of your house and stick your nose back into the place of resistance. Because it seems like that's the oddest thing. Conventional wisdom says to move yourself out of the place of friction because that's not a good place to be. But in reality, if you will walk that place of destiny, you'll take off even quicker with less energy and less resources. Amen. That's God. Only God could do such a thing. Stand with me, if you will. This is an excellent message to move forward with in these last coming days. You know, I just want to encourage you to take these last four days of the year and make a choice. Make a choice. Go into your house and, and look at your wife in the eyes and say, baby, I'm making a choice this year. I'm moving forward. I don't care what resistance we face. You and I are going to take off higher than we've ever taken off in our lives. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, you, I'm sticking my nose back in the wind. You better go with me. Hallelujah. Because we need to soar for God. There's so much work left to do. And we can't look at the place of resistance. We have to look and keep our eyes focused on the things God's called us to do. So if you're watching us right now, I want you to stand where you are. I want you to make a decision. I want you to say yes to moving forward. Yes to putting your nose into that place of resistance because God will enable you to take off higher and more efficiently than you ever had before. Let's just lift our hands to, to the Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every one of the people who are assembled here and all of those who watch not only today, but through this week. 
And I challenge them in Jesus' name to put their nose back into the wind, to put their nose back into that place of resistance, to say yes and be willing to move forward into that place even of resistance, knowing that they're going to be able to expend less energy and to get there even easier than they did by trying to move with the wind. So Lord God, you do so many amazing things. They're unimaginable things. They're things that we uh, can never comprehend. They're always things that we don't even seem will, worthy or able or capable to do. But we know with you, all things are possible. So today, Father, we choose to stick our nose back into the wind and move forward so that that resistance can quickly move us into that place that you've called us to go. Those people you've called us to touch. That ministry that's been on the back burner uh, for years. That thing that looks impossible. Father, move us in right smack into the middle of that thing and allow us to soar as we team and partner with you. So, Father, today, we thank you for all of these things that Pastor Betty spoke. And, Father, I hope that they have challenged us to know that you are capable and able to move us through, not just this year. Help us not to be tethered to those things, but help us to turn our face into the wind. That place of the greatest resistance so that you can move us forward. And Father, I just pray all of those things in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give the Lord a praise offering today? He is so worthy. He's worthy to be praised. And as we move into uh, 2021, we here at Redeemers, we're going to be talking about all the wisdom to move forward that God gives us in the book of Proverbs. And I think you're going to enjoy this next upcoming series. So God bless you. Have a great rest of uh, the year. And we'll just believe for God to keep moving us forward. God bless you. Amen.